This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Jurassic World because I figure it could use some help because it really didn't do that great at the box office. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing Podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, as I promised, we will talk session. Uh, what happened, what we wanted to happen, uh, how do things like this happen, um, and, and we'll get into all of that. And then, like I said, anytime you guys have questions, you want to get at me on Twitter, at Polymath and Vine, or via email, it's eric at mlive.com. So we walked into this event wanting to do something a, a little bit different. We found an amazing venue. Um, we put on an event that... I, We've been getting some great feedback on it, so I appreciate that. If you were somebody who came to this event and gave us feedback, that's awesome. And that's, to me, that's what you're trying to do at these events is create a relationship with people who will give you honest feedback so that you can make a better event the next time around, which is what we fully intend to do. That said, first time out, not a lot of issues that um, really need addressing. I mean, there are things that need to be tweaked, but not a lot of things that need addressing. And the reason I bring this up is not to toot our own horn. The reason I bring this up is because I honestly feel that there is a undeniable scientific reason that this event worked as well as it worked. And that reason is we were given the width and the breadth in order to fail. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean, we were asked by people at AmLive to create an event surrounding craft beer because we wanted to investigate if this was a universe that we wanted to hang out in. And so that was it. That was the instruction. There was no P&L. Obviously, we have to report on losses and earnings and those sorts of things. But it wasn't, hey, give us an event that fits in this tiny box. Oh, and by the way, before you start anything and before you call anybody, you need to show us that P&L that gives us a five to one return on an event that we haven't done yet. Because I'm telling you right now, that's a really hard way to invent something new and fun. Those are a lot of barriers to overcome, and we didn't have to overcome them. We literally were given a blank slate and the ability to fail fantastically, which we certainly could do. In fact, I know a couple of people on my staff always freak out when we ramp up to event day because that, for me, is, is the most fun. The walk up to 6 o'clock when you're going to open the doors, that's the most fun for me is the what's going to happen. Like How many people are going to show up? How did this marketing work out? Did it connect with the right people? Are these people going to come in? Are they going to have a good time? Are they going to leave early? Are they going to stay late? All those questions as you ramp up to 6 o'clock is what keeps me going. Um, in fact, this is the part that I, I like the least is the, the talking about its success because I'm ready to go on to something uh, new and try something in a, uh, a new way or do another one of these or, or so forth and so on. So for me, the ramp up to this was the most exciting. What's going to happen? And what happened is 300 people showed up and enjoyed what we had put together. The breweries were fantastic. Um, and quite honestly, they were very um, humble in thanking us for putting the thing on. And like I said, I really feel that that's not so much a testament to me and my team, who I really feel that I've been blessed with an amazing team of people. I think the fact that we've been given the ability to try some stuff and see if it worked. I mean, we worked with a vendor um, to create a menu that you could select the beers that you had and email them to yourself. That was something that could have failed fantastically, but we wanted to try something and see what happened, and, and thankfully it worked out. I'm going to connect the video to this podcast um, so you can get a look at what the venue looked like. And if you're in West Michigan looking to do an event and you haven't done one at the Cheney Place, you should immediately stop what you're doing and do it with them because they are fantastic to work with and 
really helped us create an amazing event with an amazing vibe. But like I said, the reason I wanted to talk about session was to say, hey, look, um, we were able to do this in nine weeks. And I think we were able to do this in nine weeks because of the team that I've been blessed to work with. And we were also able to do this in nine weeks because we were given the opportunity for it not to work. And honestly, given that opportunity, this wasn't a, hey, if this doesn't work, we won't fire you. That's not what it was. This was, we really want to try something. This is what we think we want to try. Let's go do it and see what happens. And now when you're a couple days out, you're four days, five days away from the event, you've got some clarity, you're getting some killer feedback. You now know the things that you want to do differently. And where else might you want to do it in the state of Michigan? Because MLive being statewide, we certainly want to grasp um, other markets and, and talk to them about these sort of events. But I think wherever you are, if you have an amazing idea and you're squelched from that idea, I would probably think about making a move. I would probably think about, could you do it on your own? Um, those, are, those are questions that I think you need to ask. And I can tell you going through this process that, Nine weeks is not a lot of time to turn this around, and we had plenty of great partners that just couldn't jump on board because of the time frame, um, and, and that presents its own challenges. Obviously, next time, if we could change anything, it would be the time frame. We won't try and turn this around in a little bit over a little more than eight weeks. Uh, we'll have better communication back and forth with the people that bought tickets. You know, we, like We've got some stuff that we need to work on for this event, but the amount of feedback that we're getting about how much people liked it is a testament to the ecosystem that we're putting this thing together. And I want you to be in that same sort of ecosystem because this is how growth happens. I've said this a million times. You cannot, you absolutely, positively, I bet my soul on it, you cannot cut your way to profitability. You cannot continue to fire people and expect for that to make your profit line grow. Maybe in the short term, you'll see a little bit of a blip, but then when people actually want your product and your product is um, weaker or thinner or hollower because you don't have people to execute on the level that need to be executing, um, you're going to lose those customers. Those customers go, go someplace else. You cannot cut your way to, pro to profitability. That's going to happen in business whether I say it a million times or I say it one time. But when you're dealing with event management, there are so many things that can go wrong. I mean, just this past weekend, um, the uh, place that I used to work, they do this amazing country festival. And the weather on Sunday wasn't cooperating with them. And so they had to cancel the second day, right? A really, really, I, look, the right decision, but a really, really tough decision to make. And so when you're dealing with event marketing, and, you know, I, I, I wasn't there 23-odd years ago when they came up with this idea, but there very easily could have been somebody in that room that said, that's a stupid idea. Don't do a giant country concert where people get in for free and enjoy this great music and you make your money in different ways. Don't do That's stupid. Don't do it. That very easily could have happened, but it didn't happen. And 23 years later, they're still doing it. Um, and they had an issue this past weekend, and they've got to deal with that issue in the way that they've got to deal it, deal with it. And in the age of social, you have to deal with it by answering every complaint and making sure that as many people are happy as possible. You won't make all of them happy. And with event marketing, this is a very real thing that can happen to you. It can happen to anybody that's doing event marketing. There are millions of uh, examples in the concert world of things not going according to plan. I mean, my favorite story, and uh, you know, I, I told this to a couple friends, and we all laugh at this because it's funny now. It was not funny at the time. My favorite story is right before I left, 
iHeart, we had a summer show. And at that summer show, I was able to get Ed Sheeran. And two nights before Ed Sheeran shows up in Grand Rapids, um, he sold out Madison Square Garden two nights in a row. And when he comes to Grand Rapids, we barely sold I, – I think it was it was embarrassingly low. I won't say the actual number, but it was embarrassingly low because you can't anticipate an appetite, right? If, we, if they were to do it now, it probably would be wildly successful. But timing in event marketing is everything. And having Ed Sheeran, when he sells out Madison Square Garden two nights in a row, you would think, oh, this will be easy. Grand Rapids will love it. They didn't so much love it because I, I don't know that they – quite knew who he was the super fans showed up and we love the super fans for showing up but the mainstream public did not show up and so when you're dealing with events i think you need to be in a place in a headspace and in an environment that allows you to fail because that's the only way that you're going to grow you have to take chances especially now when there's so much noise and there are so many events happening you've got to make some noise and do something unique so that people pay attention to you and do something so that people talk about you when this event is over the absolute worst thing that could have happened to us on Friday morning is if nobody said anything about it. You know, I, I, there might be a fear that people could go online and say that it was terrible, and that would be something you would have to deal with. But I would rather deal with negative than I would deal with nothing because people saying nothing about your event is the death of that event. So as long as they're talking, you have an ability to kind of fix it or you have an ability to build on it and thankfully we're in a position to build on it and I'm excited to do that. We will have another event in the next 40 days. So I will uh, talk about it here on the podcast. It'll be all over the uh, MLive Media Group site, all over MLive. So we'll have another event. Very excited to announce that when we're ready to announce that. And then uh, we'll have another full-size session event probably before the end of the year. But we'll tell you all of that stuff as it becomes available. So get excited for that. As always, you want to get at me on Twitter at Polymath and Vine or on email eric at mlive.com. Have a great Thursday. We'll talk tomorrow. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast.